Welcome to Highs and Lows. This is a podcast where we explore the highs and lows of life from a variety of guest perspectives. No one is immune to being human. Even with success, there will always be peaks and valleys. This podcast is about vulnerable conversations that make us think, feel less alone, and take a second look at what it means to be human. All right, let's get to today's episode. Okay, so you decided that you wanted to go the sales route yes. and not do stand-up comedy. Right. Why not? Um, well, I just wanted to make money. Yeah. <laughs> and right from the jump. Just like lifestyle. I think like right. a, it just didn't make sense for the path that I wanted for yeah. myself. I don't know. But then I basically like did stand up at a licensing event. Oh. And then I saw like that's great value. And then I basically became, you know, I would love to do stand up like in that type of setting where it's like helping me advance my career. Right. And then, um, but your career in the corporate world. It did help me. But that's what you're saying. You're saying you want to advance your career there. Right. For dollar signs? Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah. Yeah. I think everyone does everything for money. Right? I, yeah, no. Yeah. Kind of. Money and sex. Wait, I. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of. And then death and taxes. Right. But <laughs> then I. Were you just not good at stand somebody. up, though? Huh? Were you just not good at stand-up? No, I'm good at stand-up, but basically I, I... Like, were you worried about you might not succeed? Um, I just think that's part of it, but I just, like, you know, when you start, when you're at, like, a certain... I didn't have... I don't have, like, the money to, like, take the risk. Yeah. I had already entered the workforce at a certain... Like, and then you build... You kind of build a lifestyle around your income, I feel like. So, like... Sure. Um, I couldn't just, like... I was living paycheck to paycheck. I couldn't like throw that away to like, I would just like be homeless. I don't know. It was like. No, for sure. That wasn't the lifestyle you wanted. I don't know. It's, it's like and being an I actor. didn't want to like, we like pr- were producing these shows and it was like, it's the highest level. And so it wasn't like I wanted to go then be like doing open mics and paying $5 or do- doing yeah. shows for, I just thought, why don't I turn this into a profession a different way? Right. Originally. But but, so but, now but I, what you do is so much different than stand-up comedy. Well, yeah. But it's I, that's like a that's just a great fun creative outlet for me now. And so anyway, I met someone through licensing who helps produce shows. So now I'm helping produce shows in New York. So nice. Now, now I do a lot more stand-up comedy because of it's just a lot easier in in New York. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so you've been going on the mic? I like probably am doing stand-up like Two or three times a month. Oh, okay, yeah. Not that much. I don't know what's frequent. Like, you're going on stage and telling jokes two to three times a month? Great. Yeah. Do you get laughs? Sure do. I think stand-up is awesome. The next show is, or should I plug it at the end? I'll plug it at the end. Okay, if people make it to the end. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's August 10th at the Comedy Shop. In Los Angeles. In the West Village. In New in York. In New City. York. Sorry, he's a New York guy. And then now. the next show's that August 17th. Who's the, the big st- headliner? Anyone the I know? The stand. The stand. Do you know who Hannah Burner is? Yeah. Or Ashley Hesselton? No. Oh, Hannah Burner just did our last show. Oh, great. Yeah. So maybe that gives you an idea. Okay, but like I thought you had some like big you like didn't you I, Dane Cook or Dane Cook did like um had done the big show when we were doing those shows back in LA. But the shows that we've done now, some of the drop-ins include John Oliver, Nick Cannon, Craig Robinson. I know Blake Griffin. That's what I feel like yeah. that's You thought that's where Wait, I was Nick going. Nick Cannon is funny. Um I, I'm not gonna comment, <laughs> but he dropped in to do a <laughs> Put, yeah, put okay. The, put the glasses on. Yeah. Do you go to therapy? No. You should. I'm trying. <laughs> what do you mean you're trying? It's hard to find someone to, like. Yeah. That's you know what that's what everyone says to me. I'm like, you guys just. It's hard. Well, it's it depends hard. if you want. John, to go it's so insurance. hard. John Oliver. John Oliver just did a segment on it on therapy and how hard it is to find a therapist. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Check it out. It's national news. Okay. So. Where did you do the comedy shows in Los Angeles? In LA was mainly at the Improv. Okay. On Melrose. Yeah. Um, I've I've done the Laugh Factory and the Comedy Store. I've done a couple other venues too, but 
Okay, give me your best joke. I want it a two-minute bit. I can't. I can't. Sorry. Really? Yeah. No, that's not a true comic. Yes, you can. Why not? I could do a bit. Got to come to the shows. No, that's a cop-out. You're on highs and lows. (laughs) All right. Give me your best bit. 30 seconds, something. Make me laugh. So I got a dog. Yeah. During COVID. Yeah. And, Classic. Uh, and when I did, my friends were like, you got to do peanut butter on the balls. You got to do peanut butter on the balls. You got to do the peanut butter on the balls. On so your I did. balls? So I put the peanut butter. No! I don't want to listen to this. L- let me tell you, the look on my dog's face when I was licking peanut butter off his balls. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Second to none. Okay. So how was it? I don't even know why you need peanut butter, honestly. Okay, is the joke still going? She's. I have a girl dog, so. Still. It's weird. Oh, you have a girl dog. I as well have a girl dog. Um, okay, that's that's funny, kind of raunchy, but I guess funny. You asked. So people say that comics actually are just hiding really dark past and trauma, and humor is a way of coping, and that even Tyler Falbo, who was on this show, he talked about how. Dark humor is uh, a way of, it's a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. Do you find comedy is like that for you at all? Like a place to escape? Um, Probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Mm. I didn't know we were getting so deep today. <laughs> you don't have to. Sheesh. Everyone, it, it's, everyone is allowed to, it's not the intention. I don't want anyone to ever feel pressured to be deep. We could talk about nothing. And no, I mean, I've thought about, I've thought about like how, I mean, doing comedy now in New York and it's like, you know, it's, I don't, I'm at the point where I'm like, do I really dive in further and, and I'm not sure like why I do it sometimes. And, oh, really? and so I like wonder what, if there is like an, uh, if there's like an attention seeking. Interesting. Deep rooted issue. Well, but do you feel like if you were to not do it at all, it would there'd be like a hole of like attention for you, like in your life? Uh, like there'd be probably. Little, honestly, that's what it was. And I think most professional athletes who are honest will say that like when you retire, or like the times I've been retired, like it's an insane thing the amount of attention we give professional athletes than to not being one. Anyways, I wonder. No, that's interesting. Yeah, I wonder if that's. I'm sure a lot of what you feel like is like your identity is that. Yeah, but I'm like thinking future. Well, not really, but like. (laughs) No, for sure being professional. Are you just saying like once once you're like done, people are like, bye. Yeah, and also like no one, I mean, like at parties and stuff, like I'm. I'm usually someone people want to talk to just because people love sports. And, like, there's not many people who have, like, friends that are still doing sports. And, like, and so I think, yeah, I get a lot of, like, attention and validation of, like, who I am as a person. And then one day that will be gone and no one will care about me playing volleyball anymore. But But that's not true. Well, I won't still be playing. But you'll always have been someone. No, I know. But it's the actual... You're right, but that's and then it has to come from within. So that's a personal journey. But do right. you think that do, do you think that being a comedian um, is a way of hiding something? Like, like I would think that for me, like I have a lot of existential dread, mm-hmm. and I would think like I th- I make jokes about it. Like I make jokes now about like death. Well, I don't know if I do a lot of comedy as a like way of like. I mean, I think some comedians, like, talk a lot about their personal lives. Like, yeah. I feel like I don't – a lot of my comedy started where I wasn't, like – I was neutral. Like, I wasn't doing anything that had to do with me, really. Yeah. I always wanted to be someone who – But don't you think those are, like, usually the most successful comics, the ones who are just, like, so raw, so vulnerable? Mm, like, they have – Maybe. And they've – and I feel like a lot of good comics have, like, figured out a way – to, like, humorize some negative things. And then being able to talk about it. Like, when I did my, not to, like, drop, but, like, my TEDx talk, it was really, like, oh, yeah. oh my God. Like, now, literally, anyone can go watch a YouTube. <laughs> you, boob. Ow. <laughs> after I did my Take TEDx talk, it was very, after I did my TEDx talk, it was very healing to 
like it was part of my healing journey to like tell the world that I, you know, I struggle. And I wonder. I didn't watch it, but. No, 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 I'm not. I know I'm not asking. What was it about? I'm not asking you about you my me, talk. I'm talking about how maybe that would be a part of your healing journey. To do a TEDx talk? I'd love to. To do comedy. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing it more now. Yeah. So, you know, and it's fulfilling. I think it's like fulfilling what I needed to fulfill right now. And yeah. that's fine. But it is like it's, it becomes more like golf where it's like more fun the better you are at it. Yeah. And in order to get better, you have to do it more. And yeah. the the trouble I'm having is I just don't have time. Like, because you're a single dad, day job, dog. I know. So you don't want it. That's fine. You don't want to be a stand up comic. Well, it's like, you want the give other life more. Give up the dog. Break the commitment I made. No, that's not what I'm saying. My like, bitch. Okay. So your comedy is not hiding some deep trauma. I'm sure it is. What do you think your biggest trauma schema is? I don't want to talk about that. Core belief. <laughs> do you know what a core belief is? No. A core belief is like a deep feeling we have about ourselves. And like we all have certain core beliefs. Um, my deepest core belief is that I'm... It can be funny. Truly special and I will become something great one day. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that you believe that about yourself? Maybe. Yeah. I need something for the people to work with, you know? Like, you're just a guy with a day job. Like, what's something that with comedy or, like, or does one of your, you know, you hadn't really thought about your highs and lows. Well, you didn't. By the way, Jahan showed up at my house today and said, was the topic of the podcast? And I was like, I told I texted you. You even asked me about, we didn't dig into, like, the origin story. Okay, what's the origin story? But, like, can you, like, get to it in, like, a more cool way? (laughs) No, this is a very authentic <laughs> podcast. Um, basically, what happened was, I mean, I, I mean, thinking like when I look back at like my childhood, I feel like I was never like, I was never good looking. I was never like athletic. <laughs> Did you think you were proud? Yeah, I was like, oh. nah, it wasn't good. It was, I was very self conscious. Like, yeah, didn't just like hated myself. Probably oh. still do, you know. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. like, um, you know, just like. Bullied and and made fun of a Where lot. Where did you grow up? Like Orange, Orange County. And Where in Orange like, County? Laguna Hills. Okay. Do you, can I ask you? Do you feel like being Persian made you no. more bullied? Okay. Good. No, I just was like chubby and like. Oh. I don't know. Just like easily, I still am like the butt of the joke a lot, and I just like. Um, the more I'm older, I think that that's like a special quality about me. But being um, the butt of the joke. I think that. You're confident enough that you can joke about yourself. I guess, yeah. And then, um, and then, so I was never like a good athlete. I was like never had anything. And then, like when the comedy you're good club, in good in school, yeah. But like, whoop de do. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, and I like had friends and stuff. But like, yeah, yeah. But you know, those are shitty years for kids. And then. Yeah. The comedy club came and I was like, this is my thing. So then I tried out for the team and I didn't make it. <laughs> and it was like a big hit. In high school. Like, yeah. I tried out for the team and I didn't make it. And Why I Why not? Did you ask? Yeah. They thought I was like too cool for school. Like acting. Were you? Probably like how I'm coming off like right now. Just like very dry and boring. And then, yeah. But sometimes I think you do come off too cool for school. And it's like everyone can see through that. I don't understand that. Oh, my God. Wow. I can't believe you didn't make it the first time. Okay. So then what happened? So I begged them basically like, please let me go. Please let me go. Like, let me just give me a second chance. On stage? Just like, let me come. Just let me join. Like, please. Like, let me. Just let me. Just let me have made the team, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then they were like, finally, we're going to let you and one other kid come to like our first workshop where they would like send the professional down from L.A. Because it was like an L.A. professional improv club. And they would send the pro down. You get like a workshop once a month or something. And so they bring him down and like we did this exercise and like at one point he like stopped us and he's like, look at this kid. And it was pointing <laughs> at me and he was like, this is how you should be. This is like, this is the best example or something like that. I just remember thinking like, this is like what I was I feel good. Doing. Yeah. And then you weren't, there was like a rule. What were you doing? That was I don't remember. I don't remember. It was some exercise, improv exercise. And then um, 
You wanted to be the top. They, they said you, like, can't perform in the first semester if you're, like, new because you're, like, not ready. But then I did. And then after that, it just, like, really took off. And then I ended up becoming, like, the president of the comedy club. Aww. And I wrote my college essay to UCLA, UCLA on that story. top university in the world. About that story of making the team. And that's kind of what fueled my, like, drive for comedy because I was like, yeah. this is what I'm good at. I, like, can do this. So that's why a lot of my comedy, like, I felt like didn't come from a place of trauma. It came from a place of creativity where I was like, yeah, and, like I can excitement. just, like, know how to be funny. Like, it's, Yeah, it was for you, like, self-love. No, I'm serious. I guess so. Yeah. yeah, because it's something you're good at. And I've heard that there's a healthy amount of narcissism that you need to think you're a little special at something or feel like. Interesting. Because otherwise there's 8 billion people. And I mean, at, yeah, obviously you're not special. But for you, it was like a tool of self-love. And you're like, so. yeah. And you're like, I'm good at this. And I'm funny and I'm getting laughs and this feels good. Yeah, it, for sure. It feels good to be funny. And I think. Being funny also goes super hand-in-hand with being, like, intelligent and having wit. And that's, you know, a desirable trait. And I got really into I mean, I was always a huge comedy fan and, like, always would go to shows. Who was your favorite comic growing up? Well, we love this comic, Michael Costa. He's still active. I actually just ran into him in New York. It was great. But I, like, love all comedy. I don't have, like, Nate Bargatze is one that I really like right now. Yeah. Um, David Tell is, like, one of the best. Um, It just, like... I'm op- like I love all comedy. If you're yeah. funny, like it's great. I don't yeah. care. And I just like love stand up comedy. I like always thought it was. I feel like it's like the pinnacle of comedy. It's like yeah, the absolute most difficult thing to do to be funny and raw on stage. It's just like so hard. It's the hardest thing I think. And to think that to get paid for just your stuff. I mean, you have to find. Well, a there niche. was a time where I thought like to that to do that, but then once I saw like the 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 path to do it like I thought it was like not something I thought it would be like if I went into like working in Hollywood someone would notice me you'd get like no yeah I get a big break because just like anything else it's a relationships business just like any other yeah. business stand-up comedy is a relationships business you know it's about going and hanging out at the club and becoming friends with comedians and who run who run shows, meeting the producers and just being there and hanging around and seeing them. Just like any other deal, like any other business is about just like being top of mind. Do you think like being an athlete's a relationships business at all? Uh, yeah. I mean, you have, no, with your teammates. Like, do you get recruited to leagues like based off like who you know or like, do you have an agent who like he needs It's to really, ba- that's the thing I love about sports is like, there's no back and forth, like, here nor there. It's like you're either good or you're not. So not really, like, to get a good deal overseas, you just have to be good. But you, ha- I think the most important relationships are with the club and with the teammates because, like, you can get a reputation and then because of relationships with coaches or other players that then, you know, precedes yourself. Like, actually, I almost didn't get my contract in Puerto Rico because they heard that I had attitude, which I do sometimes. And when I got a concussion, I, like, chucked a ball into the stands or something. And I don't remember it. But they were like, yeah, she has attitude, which I can get heated. But Dang. You know, I had a lot of attitude on my high school basketball team. So Okay. So you use comedy as a tool of self-love. Was it— Okay, so sometimes, do you ever, how often do you think about your childhood? <laughs> Not Most, often. Really? Yeah. I don't think so. It's different for everyone. I think of mine pretty often, but is there like. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. Okay. I don't really care if you talk about, you think about your childhood. <laughs> no. Um, so have you ever watched um, Let's Get Weird with Pete Holmes? listen to it okay so he's a comic and he has other comics on actors and everything and they you know like his episodes are much longer than these but he at some point just gets like really down to the you asked me you said that I was like maybe asking a little too abruptly like deep questions but that's what I love about P. Holmes he just is like all right, so afterlife yeah you're night and like you know I mean he's much funnier than that but but um so you're Persian. <laughs> what transition? What a transition. I'm going to get canceled. I'm going to cut that. What about it? Um, do you practice? No. Muslim religion? No. no. 
Do you um, identify with any sort of religion? Nope. Do you believe in like a higher power? Um, mm, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. You don't ever think about that? I don't think about this stuff, no. I think really? about how, I think about what I could do every day to try to be the best version of myself. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. That's the most cop out answer. No, like, yeah. but like, like, how can I be a little funnier today? That's what I think. About. You just want to be better and like, better and better? What? Just, just, just exist. You're enough. Yeah. Some- <laughs> but you don't have any like a question or like, for like God, like if I had a question, like one one question, what would it be? Okay, yeah, what would it be? Yeah, I don't know. I'm asking, is that your question? What would your question be? Maybe I should just conduct the interview. Is the universe <laughs> happy or sad? Is the universe happy or friendly? Sad? No, that's like back to Pete Holmes. He talks about is the universe friendly? And it's like basically that's like a fundamental religious belief. It's like Atheism kind of believes that, like, it's not friendly. Or, well, I don't know. Do you believe that there's, like, other life out there? Yeah, there's got to be, right? Yeah, for sure. So, like, God so, can't manage all that. I don't think. <laughs> I, I mean, the universe can. Can God, like, create a stone so heavy that he can't, himself can't pick it up? You've, have you ever heard of that paradox? Oh, uh, but I don't. Sure. Okay. I just, like, don't have time to think about it. I live in New York City. I got shit to do. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, for sure. And you have to focus. That's what we do. We, like, make these little yeah. systems for ourselves to right. feel good. And then. Yeah. Like, no, I know. I love that. But. I, like, run around New York City all day. Yeah, yeah. No, you were, like, so God. busy. I think if you live in New York City, you stop believing in God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's not true. I do love seeing, like, it's funny. There's churchgoers. Well, New York City is great because it's, like. So much hustle and bustle, and then you'll see like a Hasidic Jew like walking around, and you're just like, it's normal there, and it's just it's the same here, and such also there's, pot. I mean, though there's those pockets of religious communities everywhere, but um, like, yeah, what's you don't believe in a higher power, something bigger? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I, I, I still think I think more about like. How decisions impact the future. Yeah. Decisions more. I don't know if there's like. I think about how all the different ways the world is going. I mean, like, no, seriously. Yeah. yeah. And and how everyone's path is separate and making all those decisions independently. I know. It's a lot. It's a lot of crazy things. I just read this. I read a book on um, like parallel universes and how every decision. What's going on over there with the dog? She's eating. She's finally eating. You know what I was going to tell you is that royal canine. Is owned by, I think, the Mars company. Really? Mars so it's Wrigley. like chocolate. And- Mars Wrigley. I'm pretty sure. Has Which is has a factory right there. Huge pet division. In <laughs> fact, it's their number one. I think it's the number one revenue That's the source. the best piece of knowledge you ever told me. Yeah. Here's wow. another fun fact for you. Is that in, that in the ice cream industry... This is like a PSA to everybody out there. There's something called ice cream, and there's something called frozen dairy dessert, which I think I've seen that. And and now even there's even a step less where I think it's just called like frozen non dairy dessert or something like that, which okay, well, is that's, like even less dairy content. But basically, in order to be called in order to be called ice cream, it has to have real milk. It has to have a certain percentage of milk in it. And you know what they use when they don't use milk? Oil. Okay. Like vegetable oil. So, Whatever. but, but Mars, which owns M&M's and yeah, Snickers, yeah. they only use ice cream. So if you Good ever, for them. Good to know. Okay. Or the Giant bar. factory right there. So if you're ever going to get ice cream at the grocery store. What about Jenny's ice cream? Jenny's is probably real ice cream. <laughs> yeah. You that. just got to read the label that says like, you'll know, like sometimes there's ice cream out there that's not real ice cream. You're just like, right. whoa. Yeah, no, exactly. Sometimes you don't care, though, you know? And really, there is no reason to care. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we all die. It's all- okay, but you were saying that every decision makes another decision, how you think about that. Have you ever thought about how, like, in that same sense, though, everything's kind of perfect already? Like, everything is going exactly how it's supposed to. Like, all of those things that are affecting your life in different ways it could go are really, like— 
they're all going the right way because they are. They exist, so they are, you know? That's pretty bad. Interesting. I never thought about it like that. Okay, well, food for thought. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you're kind of agnostic, kind of don't know. Were you raised religious? Um, no. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Just do whatever you want. Never, never got into it. Yeah. Been to church a couple times, but no. Yeah. No, when you're a comedian, I feel like you don't really lean too much. Well, separation of church and state. No, that's more like my <laughs> career. But oh, yeah, back to the career. It, even though it's kind of blended. But is the, something in your career, is your biggest low in your life have to do with your career or comedy? Um, do you have anxiety? Yes. Okay. Does that have to do with your low? Generally speaking, or most people like get to the low like naturally. You know, are you trying to like, get to my low? Lows there, yeah. Like, what's your low? I think just like the lowest points of my life have been like when, uh, just like my childhood, like not being like that. I feel like looking back, like that really affected like my yeah. the way I act now. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like you some never, sort of social acceptance. I feel like there's yeah. like some. And that's when you're a kid, that's so impactful. And like. So when I like this. Deep. Yeah. Like when I discovered comedy, it was like a good way to like get people to like. But then it, I, I think it's that was like maybe a, a motivating factor now. Like and now I remember the principle of my. I really grew into it. Like I blossomed from it, I think. Like I think I was yeah. driven by it, but I like blossom because of it and then like my principal at one point was like you have this unique ability to like bring people together oh i was like because i was like that's such a sweet thing to hear and i know. thought to say i know i still think about it so being a comic though was like what so made you i think feel- that was one and then number two was when i like was drinking too like i was just partying way too much that was a low and then i when decided to stop this was like five almost five months ago Oh really? When I moved to New York, and now I've been haven't drank for like five months. Nice. So you're sober. Yeah. yeah I don't drink. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, that's that's sober. I'm sober curious. Right. Oh, what are you curious about? Um. No, I just like I have a drink time to time, but I right. usually don't finish it like this situation. Right. Yeah. Drinking like there's no point. So. It like hurts the body. Yeah. It's so bad for you. I feel like as a professional athlete, you can respect the fact that yes. there's really no reason to drink, right? Yeah, and like when you get too drunk, you don't even remember the things that you did when you're drunk. That's that. That is the thing that is this most stupid concept to me. That like yeah. nights when I get drunk, blacked out, and it's like you wake up and don't remember what you did with like immense anxiety, like. Yeah, so I mean, like, and also I think, like, drinking, like, when I, like, started drinking in college and partying and getting into, like, that lifestyle and routine, it, like, really, like, I stopped doing comedy and, like, you stop, like, focusing and, like, now that I don't drink, it's, like, what, do you have, like, all this time and, like, energy and, like, ambition again and, like, you start, like, wanting to do the things you did before, which is great, which is also why I'm doing a lot more comedy. I feel a lot more creative. I feel better every day, like, healthier. That's amazing. Um, Was that an impetus to move to New York? Like, did you, were you sober? No, I got sober in New York. Oh. Yeah, New York's a a place where you can definitely party too much. Yeah, and you can also be sober, but. Yeah, it's a great place to be sober. But that was not the impetus to move. You were like, I'm just, I, I want to change. Yeah, I just like always wanted to live in New York. Everybody always yeah. told me that I would do great in New York. And I'd be <laughs> like, can you get the fuck out of my way? Yeah. You know? Do you do great in New York? I think so. I mean, I'm like, again, like I think I'm absolutely thriving right now. I'm like oh, making the most money I've ever made. Amazing. Spending the most money I've ever spent, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, your apartment rent. Working out the most I've ever worked oh, out. Good for you. Eating the least because it's so expensive. Doing you know? the what? Eating the least amount I've ever eaten yeah. because it's so expensive. Oh my gosh, yeah. New York. Yeah. And just like walking around. It's so interesting. I think sometimes New York is either like really healing for people or really like destroying. Yeah, I think so. It can be. I've heard of people getting like gnarly anxiety attacks or like hormonal issues. I'm definitely like getting more grays. Oof. But like, I don't know if it's the stress of like, New York or the stress of the fact that I'm, like, 30 and... Are you 30 now? In a month. Oh, when do you... What's your birthday? The first. Of September? hmm 
Cool. I turn 30 next February. I'm older than that? Yeah. You're 92. Cute. So you're going to be 30 and you have pressure on you about... Um, just like not being a failure. Of like a failure at what work stuff? No, just like in my life. Oh. You know? How do you define that? Being like a failure when I like am 40. What's a failure though? It's my question. Like poor. Okay. <laughs> That's your metric. Money. Yeah, fair. I think so. <laughs> what about like family? Um, yeah. Th- if you were single at 40, would you be um, I'd be lonely. Oh. Sad. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. My dog will probably be dead by then. Hmm. No. No, she won't. She'll be alive. Yeah, Red will be alive time about 42. That's crazy. Oh, oh my gosh. That is wild. Anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you just like have a moment of like... I've already thought of, thought that, but I just... Yeah, I had another moment where I was like, wow, that sounds really old. Yeah. And you're like... Am I really? Am I really gonna have it that long? Yeah, I know. Well, also, it's like that bit from Seinfeld. Um, what's the girl's name? Uh, Eileen or Valine? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. She's like has a bit where she's like, "Isn't it weird that like we're all gonna die?" She's like, "We're gonna die." Me dead. It's like <laughs> me forty two. Like you only know it once you're, you know. I know. But like, as you get older. You look back at those times and think, oh. Well, I think also, yeah, you're just I'm... like, you're kind of like, that'll never happen to me. Or yes, yes, yes. I'll be like, I'll keep, I got some good partying yeah. left. So then I'm like, no. But now you're sober. Yeah, it's a di- different type of life. Do you enjoy getting older? Uh, not really. Really? Do you? Yeah. I've, got, I've only gotten happier since I've gotten older. Yeah, because you make more money. Mm, lots of things. Therapy. Therapy helps. Well, and just like 20s are rough. You just know more. Yeah, you're literally wiser. And oof, when I think I like 20, early 20s. Well, also, I lost my dad at 21. So, oh, I didn't know that. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay. Uh Sorry, I thought you did know that. No, whatever. It doesn't It does matter. No, it does. (laughs) It does. Um, that's what my solo episode was. Okay. Obviously, that was my low. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry to hear that. Oh, I have another low moment for you. Okay. Which would be when I found out that I had ulcerative colitis. Oh, yeah. That's you have, like, huge, huge stomach issues. Yeah. It's, like, it's not that bad. <laughs> but you it's just, like, but really you bad. Poop blood. Uh, I did. I did. <laughs> not so much anymore. Um... <laughs> shout out Dr. H. Shout out NYU with the. Uh, so your stomach is healed, like your it's gut. It's getting better. Do you take probiotics, gut no. biome stuff? Okay. No, but um, it's like a disease you have for life. Oh, so bummer! It's like, there's no cure. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no. Bummer, bro. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just. It's funny that like people people will always anytime I tell tell someone they're like, oh, that sucks, and I'm like, <laughs> I know it sucks. No one says that about anything else, do they? Dude. Oh, I have celiac. That sucks. Okay, like. Do they? Well, and you're right. When people say I have cancer, they just have so much like empathy. Yeah, they're like, I'm so sorry. This and that. They're not like, wow, that sucks. Man. I said that's you have a cancer, bummer. That sucks. I said that's a bummer. I say that about they say a that lot of the things. same. They say the same thing. It's whatever. Bad. So anyway. when were you diagnosed? February 2020. Oh, right. Wait. During, before COVID. Yeah. Yep. But and you're doing better. Finally. Yeah. yeah. And. I mean, that's just, that in that tough. moment, it was tough. But I had a buddy, shout out John Marcus, who has Crohn's help me talk through, talk through it. That it's like, yeah, you know, it can be very scary. Yeah. You know, but. Health issues are really do any, scary. Do you have any health issues? Um, do you find, mm, go ahead. I have anxiety. Mm, and it was mental the, health issues. Mental health, like. No physical health issues. You're a pristine condition. <laughs> um. No, I like legally I can't disclose any. 
otherwise my contract. That's funny. <laughs> um, no, I was thinking about when I had COVID though. I got like long COVID, you oh, know? You did? Yeah. Tell and me more. I, I just felt like so ill for so long. Like not super ill, but just like not well that you start to get like depressed. You're like, fuck. Like, so like, do you still have any like brain Lingering fog? symptoms. I don't know. I feel like my sinuses are a little more like sensitive now. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but what else? well, I've also had it twice. What else? Which variants? Like Delta, Omicron? Like I had OG, Delta um, and Omicron, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Word. Not the OG. Mm-hmm. <laughs> word. You going to get monkeypox next or what? Ew. Yeah. Just kidding. No. Um, okay. So. Pertaining. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't like being not filmed either. <laughs> Film yourself. No. no, no. You got to cut back and forth. You got to cut back and forth. Okay, you're right. Yeah. I could be funny right now. Yeah. Let's, it's been four to six minutes. You're a little easier on that than me. Oh. Okay. Jen. Jen. Okay. Costa, the biggest regret, the biggest mistake I ever made. Okay. We're going to cut that. (laughs) Isn't that flattering though? Doesn't that make you feel better? No. Why? Because it has nothing to do with (laughs) with me. Sure it does. No, I don't take your opinions. You just don't. Male male opinions don't validate me. You just (laughs) don't. Really? Is that how you feel? Uh, You know, that's something I'm working on, yeah. Working through, and I feel like I kind of have to 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 get away from male validation? Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. And what's wrong with that? Because, like, I definitely seek female Validation, so. No, I think there's, like, I think everyone has, like, a certain need, but I think that's more primal. Mm. And I think that's, like, a niche that maybe everyone needs to fill. But as far as, like, I used to, like, male comments used to, like, really, I just, it made me feel so good. And then, and because I think I was too dependent on it. A comment from a male. Yes. Like a compliment. Yeah. Not a bad thing to see. When someone said it, you'd be like, you're like a white male, even though you're not a white male, you basically are. Uh-huh. Is that the thing that you you think that I'm insulting you by saying that? No, I'm no. just saying. No, no. Um, I'm just trying to understand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Um, like when someone's but, like, you're yeah. hot. What about like getting cat called? You're like, mm. you're yeah, like, there's it, but, like, moments. You love it. No, yeah, of course. Like, and of course, like, I look. I dress sometimes for the male gaze, mm. but like, no, <laughs> this is getting fucking cut. <laughs> Why? Um, Why? No, but but it's I'm saying a validation. That's my core belief. I know you didn't want to talk about yours, but my core belief is that like I'm not enough, and but other people need to validate me. I mean, that's a lot of people's core belief. Yeah, I feel the same way for sure. That's why you get into comedy. I think right because you get a whole. St- Room yeah. of people to validate you. And yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of comedians are like that. That's why I didn't want to ha- be one because I didn't want to like hang out with them. Yeah, and like do that bit. Well, they're just like, you know, a lot of people don't have anything. And so, like, if they can do comedy, then it's a good way to feel, I don't know, connected something. and validated and feel something. Yeah. yeah. I, think I mean, it's definitely a rush. Most. It's yeah. also a challenge. Like, if you can do it. I want to do it one day. Do you? Yeah. You should try. Why not? I know. What would you talk about? <sighs> See, the hard part is, is like. Just content. <laughs> I think for me, like, my my used to be very, like, joke writing, And now I just try to improvise most of my set. Like, yeah. I think work. that does what better. And I think that's where I succeed because I'm, like. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. But also, like, I'm funniest when I'm just being me. Yeah. Yeah. That's all people want. Right. No, I so like my go-to is like, oh, I joke about my height. I'm so tall. Like address the elephant in the room. But, you know, then someone said, no, don't do that. Like you're so much more than your height and you don't need to. You have to talk about it. I think I do too. And so I think you, I intro is something like, I don't know. People kind of like joke that I'm Russian. There's something there. Something about like being hot. Yeah. I'm you know, you gotta address to, the elephant think about in the room. It. I'll think about like what come up with some bits. Yeah. Do you remember you were one of the first people I talked about having a podcast? Yeah, I know. It was like that's why I was three so invested in getting on this episode. 
doing yeah, that. Yeah, and not even knowing what the topic was on right. game day. Exactly. Well, you were like talking about other stuff before. Well, you came up with On the Podium with Karsta Lowe, I think. Yes. What and was I, that supposed to be about? Well, sports, like every, you were no, every sports. episode would be a different topic. Oh. But then I decided that I'm mental health girl and like I want to get people really vulnerable, authentic, oh. authenticity in That's a world full of fakeness. So I didn't know that this is what I was supposed to be doing. Well, you are yourself for better, <laughs> for worse. And whatever veil you have is very secret. Well, um, I, yeah. On the podium. I'm a damaged soul. Yeah. You know? Right? Why don't you love yourself? <laughs> Dang. I don't know. You don't know why? I think right now I do. Okay. Yeah. Things are in a good place. I think it's easy to, like, I think, I mean, if mental health, I think, and alcohol are tied. So much. Yeah. Dude, insane. I mean, I'm not to. I don't want to be, like, one of those people who doesn't drink and just, like, shoves that down people's throats, but... I kind of... No, I, I'm not that person, but... But, like, I do see the value of, like, improving on mental health. But, I mean, you also... Anxiety. They, dude, I used to be, like, every day, no matter what, it would end in tears. Do you, did you get anxiety? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I still get anxiety pretty bad, but... Not anxiety though. No. The, the biggest stuff. You just work through it better, think more clearly, but I think you... Stop like lying to yourself when you're like when you're drinking, it's easy to like not is it picking not picking up? That's no, good, it's good. Um just like numb that pain. Right. I don't know, rather than address it. Right. Like and now I feel like I had more fear of like approaching girls and things oh. like that. Now I just talk to everybody. Yeah. I don't care. Like I got And you needed I alcohol think, to talk to women before. Well, I think people think they do and you think that I I probably thought I did, but then what's interesting is like when you when you go past a certain point like in not drinking, you kind of like you humans are very like adaptive, I think, and like even like when you move to a new city or something like you adapt to your environment like relatively quickly, like it's like a human characteristic, I think, and like when you stop drinking and you go continue going to social settings, you just like learn how to socialize without alcohol. Yes. And then it just like you just norm it just becomes normal again. And it's like for me, like I don't ever see a situation where like now like there would be times where like let's say I'm on the subway and I'm like, I wish I could talk to that like pretty girl over there, but I'm like so nervous, I wish I had a drink. Mm-hmm. Or like I wish this wasn't this situation. Now you approach her? I wish this wasn't like yeah, I wish this was a bar, right? Now I can just go talk to her and I don't you care. You do? Always. Yeah. Good. All the time. Yeah. Good. Way, way just like more confident not drinking. Yeah. It's interesting think, how that works. Like you think you're more confident when you're drinking, but you're like, you're actually worse. I think people drink to feel like they can be themselves. Like to just like let it go and, and just, you know, to act super goofy or like whatever people want to do. But that's like not. But the reality is like. You can just be whoever you want all the time. Like, right. I think people, it's kind of an escape for people or like a... It's an excuse. Well, I think it's its a reason... To let go? To, yeah, like to be yourself and... But do you think like that's... Is it is it yourself or is it just like... Well, it's this different state of consciousness. But like, no, I agree. I didn't like my... I don't like myself. I don't know. Yeah. I mean couple drinks is fine like whatever but i think like you can see serious improvement. you see like all the people who are like really the like top of performers of the world and yeah i don't think they drank i don't think so i think yeah i I was thinking about how eventually alcohol probably like phased out in some of the world i think so too i mean like i think they're young the youths i don't yeah i don't think that like adolescents like caught beers anymore like we know I think, like, yes, but now they just probably, like... It's because Gen Z's, like, woke as fuck. Yeah, they, they just, like, drink. message on TikTok. Yeah. Like, they're like, what is this? Rooms. They're like, yeah. They they're like, want to drink a special. They're like, want to drink a hot water and, like... <laughs> Go to the beach. Talk about our feelings. <laughs> You're right. That is Gen Z. <laughs> um, Do you feel like you identify as, like, a Gen Z? No, what? <laughs> I mean, like, I love certain things about Gen Z, but no. I'm a millennial. Are you on the talk? Part of your brand? 
How do you feel like social media affects you as like a public figure? Do we talk about this on the pod already? I have decided to just like give up on Instagram, social media. Like I still post and like do all the things, but I I used to like care a lot and now I don't as much. But I think I used to use it just like for mail, for dating. Right. And I guess like it's still the way I present myself, but I just like used to care so much and like worry about it. Like, yeah. And you find I don't, but it is, it is, I think, still necessary for brands. Like, we still go to Instagram as a source of information and photographs. Right. It's, someone told me that it's like the new magazine. I was like, ooh, that's hot. The new magazine? Yeah. Cause it's like the slower, like, TikTok is so fast. Instagram is. Yeah. And like a little more like curated. But like, it's not. I feel like but, Instagram's all ads now. I don't know. I don't know. I tried to stop following people on Instagram because I felt like that was like unhealthy. But if I was just following like products, yeah. then it would be like products are like brands. I felt like it would be like I could just more of like a news source rather than like yeah, I can help it's find like out what's going on. Like baby, right? Or like my friends like partying in Greece or something, or like or I don't know, people doing things that are. It's just a bunch of highlights. So it's like. If I'm just, like, following what Nike's doing, then I can keep up to date, yeah. like, for my industry, you know? How do we feel about... How do we feel about... I'm not going to... I'm not going to... Don't take this as a me one way or the other, but, like, how do you feel about men peeing in the urinal, washing hands, don't wash hands? This... I'm not talking about that. <laughs> what about just, like, a hand, Sandy? Okay, so... <laughs> Jahan, it's cut been really out. nice having you on. <laughs> We're going to cut it because... No, I'm just kidding. No, well, we are going to wrap up. Jahan, thank you for coming on and being your authentic self. I know, you know, maybe maybe comedy is more of a veil than you think it is for you. Mm, but maybe. but thank you for coming on and being authentic and sitting yeah. in that green chair. And Thank you. Thanks for coming on. And um, you're welcome back anytime. We'll see if I don't get to see the bean. Thanks for coming on. You're welcome anytime. Oh, yeah. And Jahan's biggest wish to see the bean. Everyone wants to see the bean. It's really cool. Yeah. Trivia, do you know what it's actually called? Um, um, Circle top? Cloud gate. Cloud or clouds gate or something. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so usually we end with a quick game. Okay, let's do it. Okay. 21 questions. Okay, go. Okay, I'm going to have... The answer, and you're guessing. Okay. You know how to play, right? Yeah. Person plays your thing. Okay, I'm going to go for person. Um, live or dead? Dead. Um, fictional or non-fictional? Non-fictional. Um, political figure? No. Nope. Religious figure? No. Nope. Entertainer? What? What's so funny about that? No, keep going. Five. I'm thinking. Any significant contributions to society? Yes. <laughs> Inventor? No. Before, like, their, <laughs> like, the era of when they were relevant, when they were alive. Is this... Before 1900? No. Before 1950? No. 1950? Who do you know from the 40s, Jahan? Dead. Could be like. Yeah, but they could have been relevant in the 90s and be dead. Yeah, now I realize that now. I realize that now. Keep going. Um, Did I ask musician already? You didn't, and no. That's (laughs) dead. Okay, do you need a hint? You're at 10. <laughs> You're about halfway. I can't tell if I'm doing well or not. Okay. I'm not answering the right no. asking the right question. Is okay, you haven't named a very particular career yet. Comedian? No. Oh. <laughs> it says remember. Oh, athlete. Okay. Ask a question. Is it an athlete? No. <laughs> 
No. What kind of fucking hint was that? <laughs> oh my god. Um. Okay. Involved in sports. <laughs> uh, just ask. Is he involved? Is he or she? You don't even know. Is it Vin Scully? Is he or she involved <laughs> in sports? And is he or she involved in sports? Yes. Is it a female? No. You, I get that you think it's so easy. No, I don't. It's hard. Okay. It's hard, actually. Um, is this a um, team sport? Yes. Okay. Think I can hear my dog's heart beating. Can you please speed it up? I want to get it right. Okay, you're at 13. You still can't. Team sport and... They're dead. Kobe? No. Not an athlete. No. Is that not, a question? No, but you said... Not, not Kobe. That's a question. Not an athlete. No. 15. You can do this, Johan. Not an athlete. Not Kobe. From California? Or like California-based? Yes, or? yes, yes, yes. Um... Famous in California. That's it. Uh, is it an announcer? Is it an, a sports guy? No. Is it a uh, businessman? No. Okay, that's 18. You can do it. Once you get the... You can do it. Is there an airport named after him? No. <laughs> what? Was a- John Wayne? No. <laughs> no, I was... I'm clarifying what I was asking. Oh, okay. 19. Uh, uh, man, I'm going to have to really get something good here. <laughs> um, We've been playing this for <laughs> four minutes. Stop making that noise. Uh, Sports. Not a player. Not a business person. Not a announcer. What else could you do and work in sports? Be involved with sports. But you're not a player. You're a... A coach. Yes. Yeah. 20. <laughs> Golden. Just guess. Oh, 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 oh. Um, um, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? You're the worst Bruin to be on this show. <laughs> coach of the Bruins. Okay. Why can't I remember right now? Well, what's his name? You don't remember his name? You can just let your unconscious remember. It's in your unconscious. <laughs> I can't remember. All right, I'll come to you later. No, just kidding. John Wooden. John Wooden. Oh, my gosh. You're John a terrible Bruin. John Wooden. Okay, and we're going to end with the eight clap. Oh, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. U. C. L. A. U. C. L. A. Fight, fight, fight. Yay, go Bruins. Okay, um, thanks, Jahan, for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Highs and lows. We will see you soon. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. If you like highs and lows, please follow and rate the show wherever you get your podcast. Ciao for now. See you next week in another episode of Highs and Lows.